0: Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. So, Tony,
1: we've got a bit of a confused
0: podcast here today. Confused? Oh.
1: Yes. More so than usual, actually. So I'm here in the studio and you're not.
0: Well, I'm confused. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We got a great show lined up for you this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about some strategies that you can apply during the COVID-19 crisis uh, that we'll talk about. And you know, we've been uh, talking about that topic off and on here over the last several podcasts and uh, still something that's that we're living with, and we're all tired of talking about it, but it, there are some things we want to keep on the radar. Uh, from a finance perspective that you should be
0: aware of. But
1: uh, before
0: we dive into that, Tony, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. And this is going to be a good one. A lot of helpful tips and interesting information that you have for us today, Jeff. We were talking a bit about it off air. So this is going to be a great episode, but it is still confusing to me because you're right. You're in our normal recording studio there at the office, and I'm recording from the home studio. And usually it's the exact opposite. So uh, that's very, very interesting. We've kind of reverse roles. Now you get to see how the other half lives, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I am not sitting in your chair, though. I wouldn't dare. Wouldn't yeah, well,
0: dare. for many reasons, probably. You don't want to catch <laughs> anything, number one. Yeah, yeah. But hey, and,
1: it, it... Oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was going to make a joke it, about the musk. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I miss your musk, Tony. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Uh, Now, before we get into the the show here, I have in my hot little hands, we haven't done this in a a little while, a couple fabulous dad jokes. I'm sure everyone appreciates our dad jokes.
0: Well, I'd rather have that. I thought you were going to say visual aids, (laughs) like not on the radio, not again. We spread
1: that out about once a quarter, we'll do that, but- yeah, I'm sure it, you can You can click that 30-second fast-forward button if you want to tune out of the uh, the dad jokes here for a moment. But the first one, Tony, why did the man name his dogs Rolex and Timex? I don't know. Because they were watchdogs.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. And what vegetable should you never give to people who have problems swallowing? Uh, what? Artichoke.
0: Wow. Wow. With that in mind. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel, even (laughs) for dad jokes. Those were (laughs) bad. That's tough to do. Yeah. Tough to do. That's good. So, uh, you know, uh, there is a lot of chaos out there uh, in people's financial lives, though, to get into the topic for today. And it's good to set basic financial goals. Uh, So, what do you have for us to get us started? Yeah, we're going to talk about some
1: strategies to to turn some of your previous expenses into new savings. And you know, right now, maybe you aren't driving your car as often. You filled up your car once in the last three months. And all along those same lines, maybe you're relying less on Uber and Lyft and some of those things. Myself, our, my dry cleaning budget is down a little bit. Uh, maybe your daily lunch or coffee spending has dropped because you're working at home. So a lot of different things Uh, that have occurred here recently or expenses are down. um, And instead of turning those into new or unnecessary purchases, you can use them as a new source of savings. And one of the things that we often talk about on our show are some basic principles of financial planning and saving for retirement. And one of those it's often recommended that we suggest you have at least six months worth of living expenses saved up. So if your expenses are 3000 a month, have six months, 18000 set aside in, in boring cash savings, things like that. And for a lot of folks, that might seem like an impossible goal, but you can get there. But earmarking that money you're saving from your reduced casual spending for your savings might be a good place to start. So turn that into building up that savings. I, I met with someone yesterday actually who Uh, came into our office to to get some help, and his situation, he has uh, some student loans, he has some credit card debt, uh, he has a car payment, and he has maybe about a month and a half's worth of savings built up, but he's putting 20% of his paycheck into his 401k. So compliments that he's taking action to do that, but before we're throwing money into investments, we wanna get that savings built up, get that cushion there in case, you know, you lose your job or something happens there. And then secondly, work towards paying down higher interest debt before we're throwing money into 401ks or IRAs, things like that.
0: Well, yeah. And I've heard, you know, you've talked about having three to six months of uh, living expenses saved up. uh, And that is a good strategy. But, you know, some of our listeners, maybe some out there have already reached that goal. Um, or there's probably other things that we can do with the money we're currently saving, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think of this as kind of a foundation. The first thing you want to get set up is your, your savings to cover expenses. If you lose your job or you can't work. And then secondly, look at paying down that higher interest debt. So you could funnel some of that, that savings, um, beyond that, if you have that taken care of into your retirement savings.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And that makes sense. Obviously paying off debt or beefing up retirement savings, it's hard to go wrong with either one of those. Uh, What else do you have?
1: So probably a fair number of people listening to our show today have student loans, either their own or or from their kids. And as part of its response to the COVID-19 crisis, the federal government has suspended most student loan payments. They're interest-free through September 30th. So you don't have to pay and you're not incurring new interest. So simply put, that means any payments you make between now and September 30th are going to go directly towards your loan's principal. And that's something that could end up saving you a fair amount of money in the long run.
0: Well, and that's what we want to do. And uh, that's great advice as well. So it sounds like a good option. Are there circumstances though, where it might be a good idea instead to use your normal student loan payment uh, for other expenses right now then?
1: Yeah. The first thing, again, we want to look at is having that emergency fund built up. Yep. And then beyond that, if you compare your student loan interest rates to rates that you're paying on other debt, let's say a credit card, maybe you're paying 15, 18% on, I'd rather divert that money to paying off that higher interest debt first. But bear in mind that the payment suspension we talked about that ends September 30th. So you have a race you can run between now and then to, to get as much of that applied as possible.
0: So your strategy should take that into account as well. Yeah, definitely take advantage of the payment suspension that's re- going on right now if you can. But I guess just know it's not going to last forever. That makes good sense. How else, though, can the money we're saving from reduced expenses be utilized? So once you have your
1: emergency savings set up and then you're drilling down, you're paying off that higher interest debt, beyond that, we wanna look at throwing that money towards investments, whether that's your retirement plan at work, for example, a 401k or your IRA or Roth IRA, but that's another place to apply that towards. And if you're considering maxing out your retirement plan, your 401k or your IRA this year, doing it while prices are low is a good place to do that. We wanna buy low and sell high over time. So the market is has recovered quite a bit in the last month, but we're still off of highs, so it is a good opportunity if you step step back in the big picture, um, That it's a good opportunity to buy.
0: Yeah, and plus, as we've mentioned in previous shows, you've talked about how with uh, lower tax rates right now and the economic climate, it might be a good time to do a Roth IRA conversion or look at those 401k's and IRAs and I think that's really good some common sense stuff and attainable goals here what's next
1: another good opportunity right now to look at is refinancing your mortgage and you you have to run the numbers to see whether or not this makes sense but we're working with a, a couple right now and and helping them to look at options for this and they're if they refinance, they're actually reducing their interest by a full 1%, which is about the average of where uh, mortgage rates have dropped from May of 2019. They're really about a percent lower. So they were paying around 4%. They're going to drop to 3%. Well, a 1% reduction on 4%, that's a 25% drop in the interest rate that they're paying. We have to factor in- it's significant, very significant. You have closing costs to factor in as well, but over the life of a loan, that's a significant amount of money. So that's definitely an opportunity. And, and we have resources we can refer you to if you don't know someone to go to for an independent quote on that com- type of comparison. But you want to look at not only, you know, what you don't want to look at is just here's my mortgage payment before and after. And the payment is the same. You want to drill into what am I paying over the course of the loan in terms of interest costs and uh, the refinance charges as well.
0: Right. And uh, my wife and I recently did this. or our, We're in the process right now, Jeff, And uh, uh, but it's the same deal. We're going to get a, a full percentage point less, and that enabled us to go from a 30-year to a 15-year, uh, so we'll get it paid off sooner, uh, without bigger payments, but you're right. You have to look at the interest paid, how much you're going to pay over time and you know, the things like closing costs. And so, uh, but once we factored that all in, we're still coming out quite a bit ahead, especially when you consider that 25% uh, is compounding interest that you're saving. Right.
1: Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's huge. So um, now we should probably take a minute here to let our listeners uh, know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation to strategize about some of these uh, techniques and plans. Right. Yeah. Give
1: us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. Or you can email us at info at financial And what we want to do is have a conversation and see whether or not there's an opportunity for us to help you. And to do that, we can provide you with a complimentary second opinion on the plan that you have in place today. And maybe you don't have a plan in place. So step one is you'd have a rough draft of one that you could implement. And then it gives us an opportunity to showcase here some ideas and some strategies to improve your financial situation, not only now, but throughout the rest of your life. So give us a call again at 877-219-3199 and schedule time, we can meet face to face or we can do that through a virtual meeting and provide you with that complimentary second opinion.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. And moving on now, I like the idea of being as strategic as possible with my finances, which is what you've been talking to us about today, Jeff. And especially during challenging economic times, uh, but what do you have? What's another way we can do that?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people right now are are dealing with situations where they have lost their job or one of two spouses has lost their job you have a reduction in income or maybe you still have your job but you're only working three days a week so your income is down as well so we know our our expenses many situations have reduced because we're not going out as much but if income is down we have to start looking at prioritizing paying some bills so this goes back to again if you're in a situation where you had that six months of savings set aside you can turn to that now and tap into that and have that peace of mind. If you don't have that, that's a goal to work towards in the future once you you get back to full employment. Um, But you wanna look at prioritizing your bills, and housing, I would say, is one of the highest priorities. Food, obviously, but housing as well. Uh, For many people, that is the largest and arguably the most important expense. And under normal circumstances, not paying your rent or your mortgage could lead to foreclosure or eviction. And certainly the ramifications of that can be pretty significant.
0: Well, yeah, and I would have guessed that housing would be considered the highest priority. I mean, after all, everybody needs a safe place to call home. Uh, Anything else about housing we need to know about? Yeah,
1: a number of states and cities have put an eviction freeze into place that could provide a degree of protection for renters. And additionally, renters and homeowners can discover that they might have some wiggle room to postpone their payment. So that said, it's critical to remember you're still obligated to pay what you owe, whether it's rent or mortgage payments. So you might end up having to pay all of those delayed payments at one time. So you want to keep that in mind ultimately continuing to make those payments on time could be the strongest move that you can make if you can afford to do that. So reach out to your landlord or your mortgage company, see if they can work with you on potential solutions. Do they have a program in place already uh, regarding this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably a good time to remind our listeners that they really need to be working with an experienced financial professional a financial advisor or fiduciary that can help them design or adjust that financial strategy to to navigate everything, especially during our current economy and our current challenges. And uh, it can be challenging even in the best of times. So getting a second opinion is not such a bad idea, right?
1: Absolutely. It doesn't cost you anything other than the, the time that we spend together, and it gives you the opportunity to learn some, some more strategies and ideas, again, to improve your financial situation. Um, the next area we want to talk about is, is looking at your utilities and car payments as kind of your medium priority. So housing at the top, and then your, your utilities, your car payments, kind of those medium categories. So once you've addressed your rent or your mortgage, Next, have a game plan for those expenses and making sure you're up to date on services like your water and sewer and electricity and gas. That can help you avoid the stress that might come from getting behind on those bills. And falling behind on those could also mean you're accumulating you know, pen- penalties, some fees. Some cases you might miss out on qualifying for energy assistance programs uh, that require that you're making payments on time. Worst case scenario, obviously, is having those services shut off, which we want to avoid.
0: Well, yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier that people may be able to reach out to their landlord or mortgage company to find solutions uh, that might provide some relief. Is there anything like that with your utilities, though?
1: Yeah, many utility providers have put those hardship programs in place. And typically right now, they're going to be right on their main page of their website because they're getting a lot of calls and requests about that type of program and that would allow customers to defer some of their payments so that's something worth checking out the other medium priority your car payment should also be a part of your strategy so if you miss several car payments you might have repossession there's a lot of that occurring right now and being stuck without reliable transportation could have some devastating effects if you can't get to work on time you might lose your job so that's another important one to consider
0: Well, yeah, definitely. That can have a big impact. Uh, What kind of options do people have if they're in danger of falling behind on their auto payments, though?
1: Uh, Same similar to uh, rent and mortgage is reach out to your lender. I I know there are a number of major auto companies that have provided different programs where uh, they'll allow you to to, uh, delay making payments and maybe waive late fees. Uh, Several companies like Ford and uh, Toyota, Nissan, I believe also has a similar program to that. So reach out to your lender and see what they're doing. And again, right now it's usually going to be right on their website. You can read that information before having to sit on hold for 30 minutes to find that, uh, same details out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So do you have anything else for us re- regarding this?
1: Yeah. Again, just really want to encourage people. A lot of people are taking action right now that, um, this, this is an opportunity to stop and reflect on what are your goals? What are the things you know you really should be making some changes on and you keep putting it off for whatever reason? I know a common one right now in, in working with a lot of our clients is getting estate planning gaps filled in. You know, I meant to update my will. I need a financial power of attorney. I need this. So, this is the same thing an opportunity to stop and look at what you have and encourage you to give us a call and come in for that complimentary second opinion. Again, our phone number is 877 219 3199. And we look forward to seeing how we might be able to help you out.
0: All right. Uh, I think that's great. And we've been talking about financial strategies to get through the difficult uh, COVID 19 economy as we're calling it. And so far, an eye-opening conversation, uh, what's next? What do you have for us next?
1: So now we're gonna focus on retirement. And for some people, the pandemic that we're dealing with right now, unfortunately for various reasons, that's going to cause them to have to delay retirement, but that actually could be a bit of a positive, uh, kind of a silver lining, if you will. Um, so we wanna talk about what kind of impact, what's, what are some things to think about there?
0: All right. Yeah. And obviously, uh, I'm on board with talking about retirement whenever we can, because I know a big chunk of our listeners probably rate retirement as their top financial concern. And that's why most of us save money or invest money is to utilize it when we retire for our income, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There was actually a a study done by the Federal Reserve back in 2016, and they found that a full third of retirees change their minds about retirement and end up going back to work. What? And it seems exactly, it surprised me it was that high. seems many retirees, they're they're simply, they don't adjust well to their their new lifestyle. Uh, It sounds great until you get there. And they're like, what am I going to do with my time? I need to to do something. And they Mm. end up going back to work for at least part time.
0: Yeah, and I can see how people might have difficulty filling the 40 hours that made up their typical work week um yeah uh, a lot too much time on their hands right that's right (laughs) um yeah going from a lot of structure is
1: a a big change for people as well and along those same lines some people might also find they just don't like that simple life if you will if you retire when you're 65 you may have to live off the money that you save for roughly 20 years in retirement So that's another thing to look at is do do I have enough put aside to be able to afford that simple lifestyle, if you will. But the earlier you retire, the longer your assets have to last through a combination of savings and retirement income tools. That's how most people build those retirement savings. But the fact is to make it all work, you've probably got to make your budget a little bit leaner in many situations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens naturally. The house gets paid off and, you know, dry cleaning bill goes away and you're not traveling, driving around in the car every day as much. And some of that takes care of itself, but you want to make sure you've got a good plan in place. You've thought through the numbers, you know what to expect, and you don't want to walk into retirement and have a surprise. And you gave up your full-time job and now realize you can't quite make that work.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing that for some people giving up some of those things they really enjoy in an effort to build a leaner budget is probably not going to be appealing.
1: It is. Yeah, that is an adjustment, uh, moving to a more leaner lifestyle if you've not planned and put enough hay in the barn, if you will, for your retirement. So as you work towards retirement, you probably have some sense your lifestyle is, is going to change. But once you actually get there and understand the things you have to give up, going back to work might not seem like the worst idea you've ever had. But again, you've got to have a plan to know what that's going to look like. Uh, depending on your situation, social security can be a major factor for your retirement, especially if you retire early. With Social Security, you can take it as early as 62. but the longer you wait, your payments are going to increase. and they actually grow at about six and a quarter percent uh, between age 62, And your full retirement age, which for most folks, that's between 66 and 67, and then it's going to grow at 8% a year between full retirement age and age 70. So that's a significant difference in your Social Security check if you wait. Now, that doesn't mean everyone listening should wait until age 70. There's a lot of... uh, trade-offs we want to look at sure. and look at the the numbers and we can help you to optimize your social security timing. But you do want to be aware of how that can play into your retirement income plan.
0: Yeah. And I know you have a social security maximization report that you can run for folks. And I think that's really helpful. Uh, now uh, let's move on. I think you wanted to talk about healthcare today as well.
1: Yeah, those are another thing that can make retirement a little bit more challenging is we know Medicare doesn't kick in until age 65. So if you retire before then, you've you've got to pay that out of pocket. And costs can vary depending on what state you live in. But generally speaking, you can expect about $500 a month in premiums for a policy for a single person. And beyond the premium, you also have to factor in co-pays, co-insurance, deductibles. There's a lot of different things that you wanna factor in there. And another potential drawback to early retirement is simply a lack of financial flexibility. And though you might have some frustrations with your job, the fact is that paycheck that comes in on a consistent basis gives you some flexibility. And consider that you're also getting raises usually every year, maybe an occasional bonus. All of those things help protect you from increased expenses. That goes away when you retire. So without your paycheck, it can be harder to address emergency expenses uh, that come up along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And uh, obviously, uh, the longer you work, the longer you can rely on your employer provided health insurance. Uh, What's next?
1: So another thing to look at is instead of maybe retiring completely, are there other options? Can you phase back? I know a lot of employers that are losing a lot of very experienced people that are in their 60s and they're looking at retirement. They want to keep you on board maybe as a consultant or maybe reduce your hours instead of five days a week. You're now three days a week. Uh, so talk to your employer, find out what options might be available to you. Can you work at home? You know, a lot of companies, particularly with what's happened here in the last few months, as they've lurched forward and they've they've opened up their policies quite a bit on working at home out of necessity. And a lot of that is not going to go away. So that can create some opportunities for you if you want to start working from home and you don't want to run downtown or wherever it is and, and deal with parking every day. So there's a look at your options, um, maybe a change in career and so forth, but those are some different things to, to consider.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been uh, another insightful episode, but we're out of time. Jeff, is there anything else you want to add before we go today?
1: Tony, I miss you. you uh. know, I look forward to <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm staring at your chair here. Yeah. I look forward to the day when we're we're doing this face-to-face again, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, that, that'll that be good. <laughs> I, I'm sure it won't be too long now. I'm hoping. So yes. uh, good show today, though. I miss seeing you as well. Um, why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation?
1: So you can reach us at 877-219-3199. Uh, visit us online, our website, financialpaladin.com. Uh, send us an email at info at com. Call us or email us. Schedule a time for your complimentary second opinion. And uh, don't wait. You know, this is a good opportunity for you to, to look at things and uh, redirect your retirement plan.
0: Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk.